fellow firmamentalists. Welcome to another edition of the Firmamental Podcast. Before we get to our guest, uh, David, David Beverly Sr., just wanted to uh, give a sh- big shout out to everybody for uh, blessing us with your emails and your speak pipe messages. We're going to be doing a couple AR-15s in the near future, highlighting all of the amazing reviews and amazing shout outs that we've been getting from uh, the incredible community that we have. So I just want you all to know that we are very blessed and we're very appreciative and grateful for all of the kind words. And it definitely stokes the fire and makes Fermental uh, a lot more powerful and uh, gives gives the world a beacon of you know fire out there that, that it needs because we're trying to bring the truth to everybody out there. And um, yeah, so check out the firmamentalpodcast.com. We are currently working on uh, the upgraded website with the shop on there. So we're really excited to get the merchandise out there for you all to, uh, you know, be able to have your t-shirts, hoodies, water bottles, coffee cups, whatever, everything, everybody deserves some firmamental swag out there. And uh, I can't wait to have that up and running in time for Christmas. So without further ado, uh, the author of The Coming Flood of AI, David Beverly Sr. I'm going to be putting uh, links in the show notes to his book so you can buy it. His website is, let me see here, jesusfreakcomputergeek.com and The Coming Flood of AI. So without further ado, here is David Beverly Sr. Okay, so you're Alex, right? I am, yeah. Okay, so because I think someone else... Raul is the main host, and I'm like, okay, okay, I'm the backup dancer that likes to get in. Are you the backup? Are you the solid gold guy? Uh, yeah, exactly. Solid gold. <laughs> <laughs> Raul is such a good personality, and I just like to do my little. I like to chime in here and there, and I'm totally cool not being in the spotlight. But I also have a really fun time meeting the guests and being a part of this. So okay, okay. I, I think what we do what do you do. what do you do normally? What do you do? Like for business, my wife and I, we have a graphic design website business. Okay. So, okay. I like I like that you say that. See, my wife is very uh, reserved. She loves people, so don't get me wrong, but she'll let me be the point man. Do you know what the point man is? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. For our there's business. Actually, uh, there's actually a Christian book called Point Man is what, what a man should be in his house. He should okay. be the, the point man. And, and but I love walking into a crowd of people of, that I don't know. Hmm. That's cool. I, I, because I'm going to discover some new people. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And everyone has a really cool story. Almost, almost everyone, if they're willing to open up. Yeah. And um, and so there's that, and 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 that's why like the whole YouTube and the podcast thing takes off. Do you ever think about that? Like, why do we like to listen to people talk about stuff? I think it's on our nature to to listen to people tell stories. I think we there, love there you go. Yeah. Like, we love storytellers, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so so this is a a a, a technological natural uh extension of that. Sure. And if people aren't reading, then this is their next form of reading, right? There I well, you know, as older I, I'm gonna be sixty soon and I'm very bleary eyed in the morning. So I really um, I almost can't read the scriptures first thing in the morning. I, even on my phone, it's like I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so 
I I'll listen to a preacher or I'll listen to something until my eyes finally kick in. Right. And um, I historically I had a a, a, a literal rocking chair, a glider that was for when my wife was pregnant, and um, um, and I would sit in a corner and I would open up my Bible first thing in the morning. That and my coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's a lifestyle or a habit, rather, that is being lost on a lot of Christians. Sure, yeah. Okay. So we, people, I don't know, I can't say that they don't want to know their Bible, but these things require effort. Yeah, I mean, the way I use my Bible might be a little bit different than other people, too. It's... And I'm I'm guilty of I, I really go to it when I'm desperate for inspiration. Okay. And I'll just randomly open it. I'll just trust God that I open it on the right page. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Okay. Something will something will oh, jump out at me. That's 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 that flies with me. I, I if you see the whole book, if you get the whole book, uh, it was I did not write it in order. It was not linear. Okay. Okay. So Holy Spirit, an idea, a thought would pop into my mind. I'm very, very uh, disparate in my thinking. Uh, there's 10 things in my head right now over here. Right. Okay. And like you're saying, you just open it up. Oh, wow, this is cool. And then Holy <laughs> Spirit speaks to you and points out something, shines a light on something, whatever. And then mm-hmm. the preacher, preach, you know, you know that you're, you live it too. And to me, that's a joyful thing, and I, I and I, I'm just speak to men. The men are more interested in the sports stats than what God says. They're more excited about uh, the football teams than what God's doing. Right. Yeah, I'm guilty of that too. Back in the day. And uh... well, okay, yeah, I was guilty because I was wanting to be a you know a pro musician. You know, a famous guitar player, right? I aspired to all that. And um, yeah, the, and so it's really, really happening in a time when we we need to be warriors for Christ Jesus. And I'll I'll say what I consider to be like common knowledge in scripture, you know, I'll say, you know, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's 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 emphatic. Shall not perish. Mm-hmm. It ain't happening. That kind of thing. And I'll uh, or I'll talk to somebody about scripture, and they look at me with a blank stare, like, uh, "Well, I don't know that." Well, and they've been churched for forty years. Yeah, do it. What you been? Why have you? Why you even? Why do you even go? Yeah. I think there's so many people, I would say most people just go through the motions, the ones that are going. That drives me crazy. But what's the point? Yeah. When I would go, when I physically went to those buildings, I had such a hunger for as much knowledge as possible. And I'm sitting around all these people that are just going through the motions, wrestling with their children. Nobody's listening to anything. I'm I'm like, what is happening here? Like, this is not not what I want, you know? You know, you said a, 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 a thing that. So hungry, hungry for knowledge, hungry, me too, right? I yep. want to know. This is why I'm studying Paleo Hebrew. This is why 
I, I aspire to want to know Hebrew, the original language of, of the scriptures. And, and so you have to put in the time. You know, King David said that uh, I'm not going to give an offering that it doesn't cost me something. Why, why would you dare do that? Here's my offering. You know, it's, that was sitting collecting spiderwebs in my garage. Here you go, God. Okay? Okay. Like, my latest offering right now, honestly, is doing the audio version of my book. It is a giant pain in the butt. <laughs> okay? And, and then I'm like, I'm tired. I come home from work. I don't feel like doing this. And then I'm reminded that this, this is my offering. It, re it really is. How how many pages is your book? Like how big is your? So, book? It's only it's only it's only a hundred and six pages. Oh okay. It's it's the size of of a coloring book, and it has a whole lot of pictures in it. So hey, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And so is it available like to order? Oh yeah, yeah, it's available. If you go to floodofai.com, there's there's a link right there uh, on the website. It's got a picture of the front page of the book. I'm on your other site. I'm on the uh, Jesus Freak. Oh no, no, go to Flood of AI, which is actually just a subset of the Jesus Freak site. So, so I, because of time constraints, I, I knew I wanted a website that was sort of like the. Um, um, oh, good to see it here. Yeah. Uh, you know, each section in the book could be a book in itself. Okay. Yeah. If I'm explaining what money really is, which I do, which is an important part of end times of eschatology, people will go, oh, yeah, what's no, because no one can buy or sell unless they have the mark. So it's, it has something to do with money then, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's one thing that's been jumping out at me a lot lately is. Oh, really? Well, I mean, what about it? What about it? Money has really been bothering me lately about how what it's fake. It's not real anymore. That's okay. Really okay. When? All right. Well. Okay. Uh, let's 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 go with that. When was when in your mind and your understanding? What? When was it real? When was the last time it was real? I would say probably more when I was a kid. Uh, when I would get paid in cash and then I would have it. Okay. You know, and I would use it. Okay. You know, physically use it, and now it's just whatever. I'm getting thousands of dollars digitally put into my bank account and i have absolutely no like okay there's to me there's almost like no value to it there's no okay. physical weight there's nothing it's you're prophesying and you don't know it oh okay <laughs> no you are listen but i want to i want to challenge you on on your thinking not because okay. i just want to be belligerent I, I i want you to get more understanding for sure yeah okay so you this is a dollar you see that right yep yep you know that this dollar is in dude. If this is a talisman, this thing is marked up. This literally is a magic, black magic. There is no such thing as white magic anyway. It's a magic device. It's a divination device. It actually is. It's it it's never been real, at least since the early 1900s. Okay. It it used to say this is it's a promissory note. What that means is it's promised to pay. Well, wait a minute, isn't this money? No, it's actually not. It's it was it was used to have written on it promissory note. This this is good for all debts, public, right? Okay. Public and private, I think it said in the words. It's not on it anymore. Right, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but <clears throat> there's this thing called the Federal Reserve. Most people don't know what the they think the Federal Reserve is the government still today. Yeah. It it 
the government has not controlled the money for over 100 years in this country. Okay. Now, this is actually related to, to AI control of the world and the end time scenario. The, the Federal Reserve systems, all of the nations have fe a Federal Reserve Bank. Um, yeah, yeah. There's only a few nations that don't. And well, they actually do. They don't make their own money. Here's here's a Zimbabwe million a billion dollars. This is real. Oh wow, a billion dollars on a Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe. It's real. That's cool. Okay, so it's worth about a couple of pennies. It's a billion dollars. Okay, mm. you understand that the dollar, the United States dollar, has been the exchange currency for all nations for over since the end of World War II. That was kind of our that was our winnings, uh, for for uh, the bloodletting that was World War II. Okay, that was like a a, a very high level uh, feed your children to the belly of Moloch. That's what the world wars really are. Okay, um, yes, yes, great men died who were wi willing to die for the country, but the the central the people who own the central banks. The people who control the world systems, the families who do, they were funding all sides. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, regular history. It's about, you don't have to dig deep to find that out, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you so far, Rothschilds and- Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's that. This is in my book too, okay? Titanic and yeah. You ever, you ever heard of the creature from, from Jekyll Island? I have heard of it, but I don't know that much about it. Okay, so- all of those bankers back in the early 1900s went off secretly and wrote what was called the Federal Reserve Act. Okay. Secretly. Okay. And then, and Aldridge, who, who was who was the the financier uh, uh, director of finance for the United States, that wasn't his title, I forget, the treasurer, whatever. He also was at that meeting. They secretly wrote legislation, and then. Understand, this was in the early 1900s, and this is in my book. Okay, and I, I only touch on this is that um, they caused. You know, the the Great Depression was not an organic event. They caused the run on banks because listen, the same people that control the money owned all the communication systems, the newspapers, Carnegie. And all those guys owned the newspapers. That was the that was the media of communications and all of the radio. So they announced, you know, sort of slip it in that the banks aren't going to have money to pay to give people. Your money's going to disappear. It's called a run on the bank. So the people started demanding their cash. The banks cascaded to failure. Right. Yes. Right? They yep. caused the run on the banks. Because they own all the communications and all the media that existed in those days, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. They really did. This really happened. So the people freak out, okay? It's called Hegelian dialectic. So you cause a problem and you wait for the reaction. The people lose their minds. And a lot of people who lost so much money killed themselves, right? You remember the stories right. of jumping out of buildings, right? Oh, yeah. Even billionaires, they would lose a couple billion and they'd still have a bunch of billion left, but to uh, that- Yeah, but, but but what happened is the money became uh, completely valueless. Right. And, yes. uh, so even though they had a billion, they I just showed you, this is a billion dollars right here. This is a billion. Nice. <laughs> okay. So so they had, 
Uh, this dollar has no intrinsic value. Money has this paper money has no intrinsic value. None. There's no gold backing it or nothing like that. That's, That's a fallacy that people still hang on to, sadly. And and they're horribly misinformed. And so the government doesn't print the money. The Federal Reserve does. The government doesn't control the valuation of money. In in the ideal, the Federal Reserve does, which is a handful of families who own everything. But in actuality, AI controls the valuation of money. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. So, all right. So we remember the the Great Depression happened. Then they create the, everybody freaks. Okay, so the problem reaction. They create this Federal Reserve Act that was already written off in the secrecy prior to the Great Depression. Okay, so they enacted as law, which is illegal, by the way, because in our Constitution it says only Congress shall mint coin. They just redirected the, the power and authorities of Congress to some third party. That's completely illegal. Completely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So and a lot of people don't understand this either. Look it up. I'm not making it up. It's in the constitution. So, so, and yet they gave all power and authority to third parties, the federal reserve to print, to mint our money the Federal Reserve promised that we would never have a Great Depression again. We would never have a crash of the monetary system because they will control the, the valuation of the money, right? And they, you know the Federal Reserve sets all uh, interest rates and all of that, right? Yes, so our, I'm feeling that right now, just like a lot of people with their mortgage. Okay, so, so again, but wait, it, it's now though, they knew over 100 years ago that the system would fail. Mm-hmm. They they knew it would. Well, Dave, why would they do it? Because the the they're in league. You know, Psalm two says the kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together. Rulers, rulers of darkness and high places. You know, right? Yeah. Those you know that what we really war against. Right, right. It's not flesh and blood. Okay, so they're in league together with the powers of darkness. This is why they do what they do. They're not worried about, well, hey, you know, in a hundred years, it's not going to, no, because they're, they're leaders, they're leading, they're following the leading of the powers of darkness, literal, right? Right. So, and, and, and I'm not intending to browbeat you, the, the average person listening, even the average Christian, dare I say, really doesn't believe in the supernatural. They don't believe in it. Okay. Even though the Bible is totally a supernatural book, axes floated out of water and, uh, hey, a virgin had a child. What? Hey, by the way, God spoke all things into existence. That's pretty supernatural. Okay. For sure. I mean, we we did an episode called Lines in the Sand and we said at the beginning, it's like you cannot believe in the Big Bang theory and believe evolution. Can't you cannot? You cannot put a pin in that because we need to talk about that about biblical cosmology. Sure. So okay. So anyway, these families 
their bloodlines, they're in league with the powers of darkness. They have always been. Okay. So knowing that this system, because, okay, when you get money, the Federal Reserve, it's a loan. Every dollar in circulation is a loan from the Federal Reserve. They print it and they loan it. Okay. And then you pay back that loan with interest. The federal government is designated to handle that trans. It's, it's huge. It's so huge that it, you, 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 a person can't keep track of it. Okay. Right. So, so I'm simplifying to the nth degree. So you, that that money gets paid back with interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the way, that's why we pay taxes. That's the interest. Okay. Our taxes does not pay for anything, but the interest that's owed on the loan from the federal reserve. Okay. So wait a minute. How do you pay the money back? What do you pay the loan back with? You work. You actually put in no, effort. Uh, yes, yes, you work. But what do you what what are you paying them back with? You're paying <laughs> them back with these, right? But you what trade you, your actual physical time and energy. You, you, wait, okay, you, you're on the right. You're on the right thought. But wait, okay, pay it. But you get you get in a bank account, even though you're just getting digits these days. Because I haven't seen a paper paycheck in decades. Right. These these are the 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 measurement. These dollars. Right. right? It says that in my bank account. Okay. You could take the physical money printed currency out and pay somebody with it, right? Where do these come from? Yes, you worked and they paid you in these. The Federal Reserve loaned these into circulation. Okay? And you pay them back with these. Where do you get these from? Where do these come from? The mint. They print the money. Again, you're paying the debt with debt. Right. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the the idea that we're going to pay down the the, um, national debt is, is an absurd, it's a pointless discussion. Yeah. What are you going to pay the debt down with? Well, we need to get more dollars. Those dollars are loaned. You're paying debt with debt. By the way, we're all slaves because we work and they pay us with promissory notes. It doesn't say that on it anymore, but that's what it is. Yeah. It's a debt note, a promise to pay. And people don't know this. Okay. It was designed to fail after many, many, many years, generations in this case. It, the debt would be so great that it would fail under its own weight. And by the way, this is why the world hates us, not because we have freedom. That's an absurd statement. <laughs> right. Okay. okay? We, we actually don't have freedom. Right. So, all right. So they knew that this would come crashing down. All the world bases their currency on the valuation of these. It's called the exchange currency. Okay. And the way we've kept them to do this, it's called the petrodollar. Every time a nation dares to buy or exchange oil for anything other than dollars, we send the Marines in. And we say they have weapons of mass destruction. It's a euphemism for they dared to buy oil with something other than dollars. Get it? Like Libya. Like Libya, like like Saddam Hussein. Right. Right? Okay. They said weapons of mass destruction. Wink, wink. Yeah. Well, Dave, you're off on all tangents. No, no, they're just all connected. 
So we're coming to a head now where we've got multi-trillions. It's way more trillions of dollars of debt than what you see on that debt clock. It's, it's beyond that, okay? But when the dollar fails, because all other currencies are valuated against the valuation of a dollar, the whole world's currency system fails. Because the, they all have, all the monetary systems are built upon the Federal Reserve system, mm -hmm. okay? Even if, all of them. Why? Well, China doesn't have a Federal Reserve Bank. Yeah, but the, their money was based on the valuation of dollars. Right? You right. See what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so when the dollar crashes, see, this is what people don't understand. The whole world is going to be in utter financial chaos and loathing us. Okay? All right. And the, the desperation will be, well, we got to fix this. I, I, I'm Again, I'm simplifying to the nth degree. How are they going to fix it? Oh, my God. How are they going to fix what the problem they cause? Digital currency. That'll never fail. Now, that's this is called fiat currency. They print it. Digital currency is all capital fiat. Okay. Right. It's fiat times a hundred thousand. <laughs> so is Bitcoin the answer or is it just Oh, no, how can it's fiat? Listen, temporarily people will get rich because it's it's more fake than this is. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. I, well, and hey, what's when you spend Bitcoin? What are they valuating Bitcoin on? What do you hear a, a, a single Bitcoin is worth? What do they say? I think it's worth twenty five thousand right now. Oh, twenty five thousand what? U.S. dollars. Oh, what did I? Right. So if the dollar is worth zero, how much is the Bitcoin worth? Who knows? Twenty twenty five million times zero is zero. Correct. See, yeah. This is this is where right now, sure, because if I somebody gave me a million dollars, it has purchasing power and it I'll go and I'll buy land because that always has value. Right? Yeah. Okay. That by the way, that's the wisest, in my opinion. I'm not I'm not a financier, but land property, real it's why it's called real estate, right? <laughs> Okay, there you go. Okay, you know, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So now they're going to digital money. First of all, and, and I'll sh I can show it. It's, it's where I have it in my book. I'll show a piece of my book. I can share. Right? Did you oh, set it uh, up? I can set up to share. This will be. Uh, I mean, we're. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> all right. So, can okay, I'm gonna. Show this. I'm going to share this screen and, um, yeah, right there. Okay. You can see this, right? I can see it. Yes. Okay. So I'm going, where is it at? I got to find it. Um, I forget. Yeah. I did write the book, but I forget where it's at. Um, <laughs> I read some of it. Uh, I read some of this last night. It was fantastic. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, well, I, I definitely will be purchasing this book and I recommend other people do as well. But I, I loved your caveat at the beginning. It's like, first get good with God and then read this book. And I'm like, okay, cool. Check. I got the prerequisite. Hey, brother. I mean, that's the other thing is if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, who cares about any of this? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Because 
you don't you don't have a future. But if you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you have an eternal future. It's freaking awesome. And so that's the that's that's the most needful thing, right? Let's get this out of the way. I, I, no, no, sorry, Lord. That did Let's get the most important thing done first, right? Right. <laughs> and and okay, so um, where's let me find it, find it, find it, find it. I want to find a Federal Reserve part. But I don't even remember where it's at. So I do talk a whole lot. I, I mentioned Kabbalah and about how, how um, there we go. This is interesting here too. You know, that whole Hegelian dialectic thing. Okay. This is Robert Strange McNamara. Do you remember the thing called the Vietnam War? I do remember. Uh, I was not alive at that time, but. Okay. So I was a, I was really young. My my father was in the Navy for 26 years, and he served in a, a ammunition ship uh, in the Gulf of uh, Vietnam uh, Gulf. Okay, so so the Vietnam War was started by a Gulf of Tonkin event, a Tonkin event, and what that was in a nutshell was uh, we were attacked by the Viet North Vietnamese torpedoed a ship was torpedoed the Maddox. Okay. And so we went to war, except that event never happened. It, and, and McNamara openly states it today. Oh, wow. So it was a completely a false flag. Yes. And 60, okay. Yeah, and that's the thing too is, so Hegelian dialectic, right? So we were attacked. The people react. Hey, how dare them attack good American sailors. Yeah. And then we go to war. 60,000 soldiers died alone that never the event never happened okay but here, look here's what's interesting he was the president of the world bank group that's the central bank of central banks oh well mcnamara was you don't think there's a, <laughs> Just conflict, a, of interest, <laughs> a conflict of interest because by the way listen you know what you know what the military industrial complex is right that term oh yeah the machine okay Okay, listen, this is another methodology on how they kept keeping the value of these things up, right? Right. You go to war. You go to war, right? Yeah. So that's, we had a bloodletting. We, we fed our sons and daughters into the belly of Moloch, right? And then we have a bumper crop, you know, bumper crop, bumper crop, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, I'm, and I'm being a little cynical, but it deserves cynicism. But anyway, so... <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, so this is what happened in the Vietnam War, not just the Vietnam War, but many other wars again and again. And the, we, 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 we fill the coffers and the power and authority of those who are sending our sons and daughters off to war. And, and that's happened a lot. And here's another one. You know what that is, right? Oh. Patriot Day, 9-11. 9-11, yep. Okay, and I call that the greatest false flag and Hegelian dialectic event of our lifetime, at least until the coming flood of AI and its associated associate deceptions. Okay. I, I honestly think it, like I was born in 1978, and I and I still think that the 9/11 is probably the most traumatic thing for my generation. I I you're you're it's very interesting that you say that because I I explained that in here that it the world changed. 9-11 wasn't just a U.S. event. These were the covers of newspapers all over the world. And I was in South America on a science mission for NASA. 
and the covers of magazines and newspapers had the world uh, twin towers you know fireballs shooting out of them yeah okay and i'm in so, canada and it still touched all of us too right and people are still it's called trauma based mind control okay right and listen and and uh, um people will take offense and that's 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 how you it's called a stronghold in scripture a demonic stronghold okay if somebody comes to you and they tell you the truth and anger rises up in you that's called a demonic stronghold oh well okay just think about that someone's t- like in galatians it says i tell you the truth so now i'm your enemy right yeah and 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 i had people in church brothers and sisters in christ square up on me Come and get in my face because I dared say that our that our government was involved in a deception that we call 9-11. Right. I mean, look at the last two years. I was screaming at everybody that the PPE that everybody's wearing on their face, the box even says it doesn't protect you. And everybody's getting mad at me that I'm not falling in line. You know? And and that was listen, believe it or not, that has connections into the same trauma-based mind control of 9-11. I know it's like, well, how can it be connected? Because there's a spirit of darkness that lays over the nation, and and it still remains right now. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. So um, this is why we must, in these days, be salt and light. We we need to we need to get not just on our knees, on our face before God, humble ourselves before God, pray and seek His face. Turn from our wicked ways and he'll heal our land. That's scripture. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then will I hear from heaven, he says, right? So this is that group, right? Nelson Aldridge, right? And uh, Andrew, Henry Davidson, Arthur Sheldon, Frank Vanderlip, Paul Wahlberg, right? Okay. Okay. These guys were all the powerful bankers. But when we say bankers, we're not talking like your local bank in your town. These these guys were uh, unimaginable. Walt Warburg was uh, uh, had an unimaginable power and authority. Okay, they caused the run on the banks. We're back at the back at the digital currency thing. Okay, okay. So Wilson, President Woodrow Wilson, is the guy who signed it, signed the Federal Reserve Act. Okay, setting the nation up for. Other financial failure, maybe not in days or months or years, but at some point. Okay. Okay. But yes, people will line their pockets and get rich, and industries will be created for a long time. But in the long run, the nation will fail. And by the way, whoever controls the nation's money controls the nation, not the government. All right. Okay. If the government is with got their hat out and their hands out saying more please to the Federal Reserve bankers, who controls the government? Okay? Yep. And so so that scenario is playing out. This is in the book. But then we come to today. This is what, right? Right. Here so, we go. Here we go. So we, it's, why is it a, a imperative that we understand all the craziness that I already said? And all I did was just dip the toes into it. You, 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 you really, not you, when I say you, rhetorically speaking, a person needs to understand these, the intricacies and how they interconnect. 
why. So you could see that pattern over and over again, and you won't be deceived. You won't be. Okay. Yeah. I mean, once, once people start waking up to this, and I, I know a lot of our viewers are in different, we always go by belt classes and martial arts, like you're a white belt or you're a black belt into there you go. Right. the truth community. And uh, I would say I'm probably somewhere in the middle and I'm okay. constantly learning things. And, but yeah, I mean, when everything that you're, you're touching on is very important, it's the patterns, right? Once you start yeah. recognizing the patterns, you will not be deceived as easily. And that is what's so important. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. I have salvation. So what does it matter? I hear this from pastors. Okay. Okay. The scripture says to not be unaware of the wiles of the enemy, the devil, right? Lest he may gain an advantage over you. Okay. And so this is why we must know, you know, there's another scripture that says, uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you rejected knowledge. I reject you as my priest. Because you forgot my Torah, which is not law, it's teaching. Torah means teaching. The law is Torah. The Psalms are Torah. So are the the writings of the prophets. So Torah is like overarching. It means teaching. Okay? The Ten Commandments are Torah. All right? Right. So, So because you forgot my Torah, my teaching, my laws, my statutes, God says, I forget your children. Okay. And well, knowledge is not all that important. Well, there's another scripture that says, uh, it's in second Thessalonians because they love not the truth, right? I will send a great delusion. God, wait a minute. God sends the delusion. That's what it says. Okay. So. Under, having understanding is important is my point. And, and not because I'm saying so, but because God says so. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's, under, it's imperative we understand this because this is where the problem reaction solution of the Hegelian dialectic will come into play to gain public acceptance and trust of complete AI control of the world's monetary systems. All right. Okay. All right, so we have international instability that failed that the failed monetary systems will bring on the world, and you know they will, right? Yeah. They'll usher in a perceived need for a completely digital monetary system. Hey, we hear inklings of that all the time, right? For sure, yeah. Yeah, okay. By the way, the people will demand it, and that's how the enemy works. He's right. not going to force it on you. You're going to demand it. You know, it's just like the shots, right? We're going to be like, uh, yes, thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes, you're, you're spot on. To me, the, the whole COVID, by the way, COVID was completely AI controlled. We're, well, we're, we're in a live exercise here. You ever heard that quote? Uh, yeah, I mean, it feels like we're in event 201, right? Here, yes, here we go. We're living it out. COVID was completely AI controlled and granularly controlled to the point that every nation followed it. Have you ever seen that happen before? Never, no. Right. And the, and the the one the few nations that did kind of not get on board, I believe their uh, leaders were assassinated. Oh, absolutely. Okay. They they suffered great loss. You can bet on it. So 
that being that to me was a, a warning shot across the bow of those of us who should know better and those of Christians. Christians should know better. And I wrote a column, I read a newspaper column called Jesus Free Computer Geek. Okay. And I wrote in the column um, that the churches were carnal. Well, how can I say that? Because the world told them to close their doors and they did. Yeah. Because the world told them to put on masks and they did. Because the world told them to wash their hands and they did. The world told them to not hug and to maintain six foot distance and they did. We should be very ashamed of what happened in our churches, in the body of Christ. Now, that doesn't mean we have to remain in shame, but we better repent. Yeah. And because, because what I'm telling in my book is right around the corner, and if we don't learn from our mistakes of what we just went through, the majority of people are going to accept the Antichrist, brother. Christians, too. I'm not, I don't see that with with any amount of of joy in my heart it's it, why am i speaking about this because i don't want people to go there i want people to see this pattern i want them to see i want them to see what you know how much pain did you feel over the past couple of years of you warning people and them rejecting your warnings yeah i it, it is a heavy burden to carry it, it is <laughs> it was very very painful it was very painful Watching yes. children beg for this shot that yes. did absolutely nothing just so they could go hang out at McDonald's. It's worse than nothing. It, it It's actually going to cause more diseases than anything. Right, exactly. And yeah. But, but my, my whole thinking was this is all going to blow over eventually and all you're going to have is this thing inside of you that can't be undone. It can't be undone. But it's it's not the mark though. But it's... The a lot of people started touting that it was the mark. The mark is not a single event. He will cause those, right? He will cause. We had this this idea that that um, what's not expressed in scripture a lot is time. You okay. see a sentence, and then the next sentence, all of a sudden, a whole lot of other stuff is happening. There's no. There's no, hey, meanwhile, 10 years later, you know, that's not expressed all right. the ways, right? Yeah. And yeah. so so we we don't see that. We just see people are going to line up and take the mark one day. One day he's going to show up and say, take the mark, here I am, and you live or die, eat, eat or and buy stuff or don't, take the mark. It's not going to be like that. So, but... The whole Hegelian dialectic of that just took place of, of the COVID experience is an example of the processes that are going to occur that are going to drive people to think they need this fix. Right. This ultimate fix. Right? Uh-huh. We better learn. I was going to mention something to you. Um, the, one of the things that keeps me up at night that really hurts my heart is um, all the different cultures all around the world. And it's like, man, who who am I that I get to be like the small percentage that gets to gets to be saved, and then I have to, you know, not not witness, but I I mean, I try my best to be on this yeah. podcast to wake yeah. as many people up as I can, but it's like I I'm the kind of person that wants everybody to be saved. I don't I don't want to see anybody fall. Right. 
It's God's will that none would perish, right? Yeah. It, right. That, that hurts me. Uh, in hurts line me. with his will. It hurts me too. So my take on that, and I've traveled abroad to some remote places that regular folks don't go to. I don't think that those places, those pockets in the world are going to be touched. The The scripture says the whole world, but it, there actually will be standouts, holdouts that are not going to be impacted by the Antichrist. And we even have that exemplified in scripture. There will be some some groups, some nations that are a thorn in his side. They won't ever bend. Mm. Okay? And... um. And so we do need to remember that, that, listen, not everyone who refuses the mark is going to die and be beheaded. Why? Because those who are alive and remain shall rise to meet our Lord in the air. Wait a minute, alive and remain? Yeah. See, yes, it's going to be a rough time. And yes, there's going to be lots of people that are, that are martyred for their faith. Absolutely. But not everyone. And we, 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 we got to kind of get those finality, those 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 ideas out of our spirit because it actually tears, breaks us down, right? Sure. It makes us feel like it's there is no hope. No, there's there's so much. So as as we wrap up this segment of the yeah. the currency, because I really want to get into your biblical um, biblical Earth, you know oh, okay. how you came to it, but yeah. you know I I personally, I mean, I'm going to read your book and. I, I want the hope portion. Like, how do we, how do we as the awakened ones game, you know, figure out and game this system so that I don't necessarily need to get rich, but I don't want to burn in the ashes either of this collapsing economy. Uh, I'll be honest with you, as far as money goes, because we're, we're going to a digital currency, uh, it seems to me, and, and I don't truly have like the, the, the full blown answer I know that God says that he's going to keep those that are his from the hour of trial that comes upon the earth. Okay? It says that in Revelation, for starters. But, and and history shows us this. Those are that are his. Okay? So, he he even, I'm reminded of when Jesus, when they wanted to throw him off the cliff, you know, he's before Abraham was, I am. What? You know? And they wanted to throw him off the cliff, and he just, just wafted right on past the crowd. Okay. I don't know how God is going to do what he's going to do. He's God. I'm not. But I believe that in the end days, the true body of Christ is going to be practically underground. We're going to be supporting one another. There, there will not any church body that thinks that they're going to grow in power and authority in these end of days is the Antichrist church. That's Antichrist. If it, these are these are going to be rough times for the people who stand for Christ Jesus. We're going to be tried, right? Yes, it's okay. Now, I don't know how God. Listen, I'll, this is maybe this is a a stupid example. My wife and I were called to leave our job, our family, everything we knew. We were in the middle of an adoption from Guatemala. We left our jobs at NASA. We moved to South Carolina into some town we never heard of because Holy Spirit told us we were supposed to go. Okay. We bought a house. I still didn't have a job here. Okay. We bought a house. 
right? And and people, we found out later, people were placing bets on whether we were going to ever actually, you know, live here, right? Right. I somehow God worked it out that I was able to fly back and forth to work for about a year. I would each week I'd fly up. I had a friend who gave me a free place to stay. I had another friend that let me park my car at his house. So I literally it was like three minutes from the airport to his house, and I could leave my car there on the weekend. He just let me. It didn't cost me a thing. Do you see where I'm talking about how God yeah. works things out? Oh, okay. it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. See, we a double-minded minded man is unstable in all his ways. I don't know how God is going to do it. I just know that he will. Yeah. Okay. The leap of faith. Well, but but listen, but we were excited about what God was going to do. See, I, I, well, by the way, we did not have $35,000 to adopt a child. So how did we do it? We don't know. We didn't go to the church and ask for people to give money. Ever. Never. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm too prideful. It just, it never happened. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Now, 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 did we have some rough times? Did we have some hard times? Did, did I sit around and cry, Lord, I need a job? Every Sunday at church, I'd be, I was teaching Bible study at the Church of God we attended at that time. I'd, I'd be crying, I need a job. I need a job in the state that I just moved into. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. And, and but we, we knew that God told us we were supposed to be doing this. We, we knew that. We didn't know why. Well, he showed me, like, I'm talking to you. This is part of why. Because I'm telling you, I don't know. By the way, we took an $80,000 a year pay cut. How did we survive? Get what I'm saying? I hear you, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. And I I hope I'm not getting on your case. I hope that I'm encouraging you. But listen, I don't know how God does what he does. He's God. He works out all this other stuff over here. I don't know what I don't know, Jack. For sure. I mean, I, I left my <laughs> I left my government job at the height of it, and I just got hit with this lightning bolt one day that said that I was done. And I my <laughs> and it was time to sell my house and most of my belongings and put yeah. backpacks on my wife and kids and go and adventure and see the world and just do as much as we can. Before before it was too late, you know, I, I I wanted to make those memories with my children while they were still young enough to think that I was a pretty cool superhero. Right and, on, dude. And whatever was going to happen after that adventure was going to happen. And I trusted that there would be, you know, that divine protection. And and sure enough, like there was some rough patches. And yeah, there was a few different leaps of faith. And eventually my wife and I, we ended up working together. And, and that's an an amazing story too. That's cool, right? Yeah. It's almost like a dream, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. we made more money during the pandemic than I'd ever done at my government job, which I thought was could <laughs> never happen. See how that works out though? See, listen, I don't know how we're going to make it through this time. I I I I just knew that that God has a plan. Now, What's interesting about his plan is he, he doesn't reveal what's up until it's time mm-hmm. because we'll screw it up. Okay. I, we, we will. We'll jump ahead, kind of like Abraham. I, you told me I was going to have a kid, so I'll just have sex with this woman. She can have babies. <laughs> right? Yep. Okay. That's what we do. It's, okay? uh, it is amazing, though. 
the the things that we go through. I mean, I, I can like I'm an electrician by trade, and I keep saying like I feel like I'm half unplugged from the wall, and it's just kind of arcing and sparking while I'm trying to disassociate myself from the matrix, but matrix, but still play within some of the rules. You know, I, I completely, I, I, I completely want to unplug, but I, I can't. I mean, we still have to live within this reality that we're living. You oh, you're, you're making the, you're really resonating with me because I work for a PBS affiliate and you know how left-leaning a PBS affiliate is? I can imagine. Sure. <laughs> and I'm so the antithesis of that, right? Mm -hmm. And, but I, I, you know, I'll, I'll be salt and light at work and there's a lot of Christians where I work, but, um, uh, listen, um, let me close up on this thing with a, a whole money thing. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. Right. Get into your journey on the bill. All right, all right. So, so, so look, they planned this whole time to have money that would fail. Uh, yet a hundred years is nothing to eternal beings, by the way. Okay? A hundred years sounds like a lot to us. Right? Okay. So, we come to this day, you know, it's called digital cryptocurrency, right? So, and I write in the book, the Federal Reserve Systems were designed to fail at their onset, okay? As world governments are crushed under massive debts of fake money, which they are, the people in great panic over losing everything will be fooled into accepting a virtual reality, digital cryptocurrency. We, we see that. It's on magazines, it's in the news, it's everything. They'll believe it's the fix. That is AI driven. That's not driven by men. This is what people don't understand. See, blockchain managed monetary systems, that's an encrypted, uh, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, uh, where you write things down? Uh, oh, like a ledger. Like ledger. Code? It's an encrypted ledgering system. Okay. And and so each transaction, every, every fraction of a quote unquote cent, is is the transaction that occurs is written into this ledger and everyone gets a copy. That's why everybody believes, well, we're, we're it's better because we all get a copy. No, but AI is required to run the the, the encryption algorithms and, and process the data. Okay? okay. All right. So 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 very few understand it. It's controlled by digital computerized systems within the realm of artificial intelligence and Non-governmental organizations called the DAO. You ever heard of the DAO? No, that's most okay. people haven't. That's okay. It's okay. So now you'll you'll know and you'll 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 see it. So this the system of digital monetary exchanges uses a ledger technology called the blockchain. Everybody's heard that term. The yep. entire system of blockchain chain technologies is managed by the DAO, decentralized autonomous organizations. The words tell you what it is. Autonomous. Decentralized. It, it's, it means it's everywhere. It's kind of kind of in the ether, right? Okay. Kind of like the whole internet, right? right? Exactly. So these autonomous organizations are completely run by AI and are not overseen by any national governing authority. Now, they're going to lead people to believe that the central banks will control it because people will believe what they tell them. Take this vaccine. It's going to save you from COVID. Right. Right? Okay. And so money, money, money makes the world go around, right? So, you know, and so the, the artificial AI is going to assuredly make the world spin out of control. You can look up 
what a DAO is. It's very uh, esoteric language, very technical sounding. But here's an interesting thing about cryptocurrency that a lot of people don't know. This guy named Satoshi Nakamoto is, is touted as being the creator of the blockchain technologies and Bitcoin. He's a non-person. Mm-hmm. He never existed. No one knows who he is. No one's ever seen him or anything. And he, so-called Satoshi Nakamoto, so-called person, invented digital cryptocurrency. Okay? And I Satoshi means clear thinking or quick-witted. And, and uh, Nakamoto means one who lives in the middle. So do you think this is AI creating its own character? AI created the digital currency technologies. AI did. Well, okay. And so, look, no one, I I write this in the book, no one knows who created the initial cryptocurrency code. No one. They just know that there isn't anybody in the world who understands this, who did this. This is another thing that... I write this in the book, but it, I, I can show it as well, is as far back as 2017, and most of this material is scrubbed now, no one knows how AI is, 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 is demonstrating intelligence. They don't know how it works. There was a white paper published in March of this year, 2023, okay? It was published by OpenAI, which was purchased by Microsoft, right? So OpenAI was an open source project, and then Microsoft bought it up. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. That sounds like Microsoft. We, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so they published a white paper that said, we don't understand how it's expressing intelligence. All it is is large language models. LLM is the acronym. Okay? Large language model just means a whole lot of text. When I, when, I, when I say a whole lot, I mean unimaginable, deluge of data, right? Do you remember, just think back, this is, remember when they were telling us the NSA was recording all of our calls and they were capturing all of our data? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, that was our buddy Edward Snowden. He, he, yeah. let, us, he let us know that. Now, that was uh, a half truth. That was drops of truth in an ocean of lies. Oh, I sure I believe that. What's really taking place, and today they openly tell us, by the way, what was really taking place is we were training AI systems with our data. Hmm. They were capturing all of that data. You ever seen a commercial on TV um, like Candy Crush? And they've got, you know, this girl walking down the street and she's got this virtual cartoony hammer and she starts swinging stuff around and, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to turn off the share. Where's, where's the stop share? All right. So, you know, you know that it costs a lot of money to have commercial advertising on TV, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Huge. Okay. But these games are free. Right? Yep. So what funds the, 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 that whole end of gaming industry? Because a lot of the games, especially on cell phones, are free. Oh, they got click through on ads. Okay, how many of us actually click the daggone ad? Uh, I never, never. Okay? Yeah. No one. So that's a fallacy. Okay? What they do is, you know, you've heard the term gamification. No. 
Okay, so that's a term you're going to hear it a lot now that I mentioned it to you, okay? Okay. So gamification is what they're doing in the job, in the workplace. They're doing it in education. They're doing it in every system is they're making it so that you maintain interest to keep doing whatever it is you're doing. Right. So they gamify it. So there's a next level. Oh, I'm going to win 100 million points. Hey, yeah. it's kind of like the dollars. Yeah, yeah. They're worthless. I'm, I'm going to become the VP of this company that I don't care about. Here we go. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that means nothing. That when I leave, it's going to, you know, fail, close. Okay, right. so that's my legacy, a closed company. Uh, so so <laughs> nonetheless, the, they want to keep you playing because you're training AI systems who need to understand the the material world. Uh, listen, the mind of AI, and I'm just going to drop this in there and I'm gonna, I can prove it. The mind of AI is literal legion. Okay, the the actual mind, the intelligence that's in AI. That w- when we go to a Chat GPT session, mm-hmm. have you checked out any of that? Have you done any? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I use okay, it. Okay. So when you go to that web browser, that's not AI. That's called an API, an application program interface. Right. You fill out a form. It interfaces with the back end where there's servers and stuff doing stuff. Mm-hmm. But on the back end of this system is artificial, quote unquote, artificial intelligence. The mind of that intelligence is literal, the same spirit, disembodied spirits of the Nephilim legion that Jesus cast out of the man in the tombs. Not the same group, but the same type of entities. Okay. Interesting. Okay. They've been with us since the flood. Right. Okay. You know, again, this is why when I first started talking, we, we've we lost our, our ability to believe in spiritual things, supernatural things. Yeah. Because we've been trained in our education systems, including the seminaries, that everything is material. We believe in the material. If it can be tested by white-coated, you know, uh, prophets of scientism, right? Yep. Then, then, then that means it's real. Because they it's, tested it. Okay? It's funny what they get us to believe, right? They get us to believe the most ridiculous things. Yes. As if stars were trillions of light years away. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got one now where they're, they're test, they did, they discovered a planet and they can tell us its chemical composition because, because the uh, James Webb Space Telescope beamed light at it and the reflected light told them the chemical composition. Now, <laughs> they tell us that everybody that's out there, everybody, uh, uh, planetary or solar body that's out there we call them stars yeah that are out there are you know a hundred light years away so wait a minute you reflected light off of it and it came back and told you what the chemical composition is and we just believe that i mean according to what they say right what we're told in the sciences is that these things are hundreds millions of light years away okay yeah and so well, which is it? Yeah. Now, I do know that spectral analysis, I taught that you you can look at light and whatever that light has in it, the chemical composition, you can you can glean from what it is. You can. Okay? We have probes in the upper, in a stratosphere that can tell you there's pot plants growing in a cornfield. Sure, yeah. Because sure. of the infrared signature, the analysis of it. 
But I, I mean, I've seen headlines where they say, oh, you know, uh, uranium, I'm making this up, but I have yeah, seen sure. like, like headlines, like NASA discovers that Uranus smells like farts or something like that. Yes, like, right. Yeah. Like, it probably what? does. Probably like, does because it's big and gassy. But anyway, but oh, psh. anyway, right? so. But that's how ridiculous these headlines are. Hey, but uh, okay, that part's generated by AI, by the way. That's the other thing that most people are not getting these days. Oh, well. Most of the content that we get now is not generated by human beings. When it used to be when you did a Google search, it, it returned on your query a bunch of you know, websites that people wrote, you know, how, how I grow flowers in this, you know, homemade, you know, sunroom or whatever. Sure. Right? So not today. Now, when you do a search, AI, this is, writes the material on the spot and presents it to you. Okay. Well, Dave, we're going to a hundred websites. AI writes the material on the spot. When I published my book, I, I just did a search for the title and I found this book. And it was, and it, uh, my book was published in April and this book was published in January. And I was like, dang, that sucks. The coming so I, AI storm. The coming AI storm. So I looked at it, I looked at it and it says right here, it says, Text written by Chat GPT AI. Wow. This whole book is written by AI. That's the great. whole book. This is the booklet, but it doesn't matter. The whole book. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then I went, I'm not one to leave that well enough, you know. Oh wow, that book. Okay, no, HTJ Publications. Well, who the heck is that? Turns out that whole publishing company is an AI source. It's hmm. AI. They have hundreds of resources online, coloring books and kids' stories and hundreds. Then I went and looked, because again, I'm weird like that. I went and looked and just looked at the, it. Look inside. You can do that on Amazon, right? You could look inside. Sure, yeah. Turns out that half those titles that I looked at, at least, just a sample set, had no content. It had a had a cover. They don't write the book or print it until you order it. Interesting. Well, Dave, come on. You see, AI is not humans. See, when we process something, you know, you, you've done a project where you plan it out in your head and you linearly flow through this process and then you assemble it and all that kind of stuff. AI does that process a million times in the amount of time it takes us to think about it. It right. does from end to end. It's not operating in, in human time. And people, this is why people, it's hard to get your brain around it. Okay. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it's not human intelligence at all. Right. Okay. Do you, do you think that AI and the, you know, spirits you know, that float around yes. at, you know, because of the flood, right? The uh, yes. disembodied spirits. Do you want one in the scene? Absolutely. So, okay. I was teaching before we started hearing about Chat GPT. I was teaching and writing columns for years that 
AI has been controlling the world since the early, through tech, since the mid-90s, 1990s. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. But people didn't notice, okay? People didn't notice because our interface with the AI was slow. We were using 28.8 modems and 486 computers, mm -hmm. a Pentium by that, Pentium class, but a Pentium 90, okay? You know, nothing like today. Today, you've got a supercomputer in a lab. I got, you know, 32 CPUs in my laptop, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. So, and broadband internet was a dream. I remember me and a guy who worked at Goddard, we would talk about, man, they're going to have this thing called cable modems, and we'll get 1.5 megs. Dude, that's a T1 to your house. Yeah, man. I got hundreds of megabits, and I live in a cow pasture. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's so funny. These kids nowadays, for all the kids out there, I mean, the phone that you have in your pocket is 10,000 times better than my first computer that I got in 96, which was a Pentium 166 with a two gig hard drive for $4,000. Oh my, that's scary, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, well, I created data systems. We would ingest real time satellite data in a system and the data drive was 1.2 gigs. And we thought that was big. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy gigs, not. I mean, that's crazy town. So, all right. So AI. This is another thing that we we we. You know, the scriptures say that all scripture is good for teaching, for reproof, right? That you know, the man of God would be well furnished, right, unto good works, right? Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but all scripture. It doesn't say the Bible is good. It says all scripture. So we had this idea of a thing called sola scriptura. And I had a guy attack me one time saying, you don't believe in sola scriptura. I'm saying, I absolutely do, by scripture alone, meaning, right? But the question is, is what exactly is scripture? Okay? So we, we have a definition of what scripture is. Now, it's God-breathed, that Holy Spirit-inspired where men of God heard the voice of the Most High through Holy Spirit, right? And they wrote, they were inclined to write down what, what they knew by the leading of Holy Spirit, right? right. It's not like they went into a trance and uh, started writing. So it wasn't like that, mm -hmm. you know? That's what divinators do, you know? Right. And so... And, and they were they were following the leading of Holy Spirit, right? Not by might, but not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, right? So God doesn't work in the ways that man thinks, right? Yeah. And so, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, so we, I include all of what we call the apocryphal books in, as scripture. Now, are they... Should I read them and go, first of all, if they take away from Jesus as Lord and Savior, he's the way, the truth, and the life. All things were made through him. There's nothing that was made that was not made through him. If they go away from that, they ain't scripture. It's probably a bad idea. By the way, we all read books that ain't scripture. Yeah. Okay. And so, Book of Enoch, a Jasher, Jubilees. These are really important books for the end of days. Well, why would I think that? Because even Enoch says, 
the things that God says, what he's writing down is not for these days. They are for a far off generation. Mm -hmm. I believe we are that generation. And that's why God's bringing it to the forefront. Y'all should know this. You should know. Hey, okay. In Enoch, we're explained what really took place in the flood and why God flooded the earth. Okay. Yeah. Now we're told in the scripture, but a lot of people kind of like, they, they, they turn it into like a pretty scenario. You know, there yeah. were giants yeah. on the yeah. earth in those days. And also afterwards when the Benai Elohim, the sons of God, right? Yeah. What you were going to say? In the, in the way they make the fairy tale, the cartoons of Noah saving all the animals. Yeah. It's like he saved all the animals because of the flood, but they don't talk. They never talk about why the flood. Right. They and never I talk got, about that. I've got, I know pastors who stand up at a pulpit and say, we don't really know why God flooded the earth. And I sit there and I'm like, oh my <laughs> Lord, I know exactly why God flooded the earth. Okay. They, they, all flesh was corrupt. Okay. How much is all? Why did they ignore that though? Why did they ignore that? I guess they don't want to scare their people. To me, it's like, no, because we need to know this because Jesus said it's going to be like that when the Son of Man returns. I'm not making this up. Jesus told the disciples that. Matthew 24. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I write in my book, when Jesus says they were eating and drinking and taking in marriage, you got to understand who's he talking to when he says that. He's talking to a bunch of Jewish boys who grew up with the scriptures that I'm saying we should read. Right. How do, how do I know that? Because Jude quotes directly from Enoch, so they must have been reading Enoch, right? Jesus quotes from Enoch and Jasher too, okay? Old Testament quotes from, quotes from Jasher. Uh, Joshua says, and the sun stood, stood, stood still on the earth. Is it not written in the book of Jasher? Yeah. The original, uh -huh. the original backlinks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, or, or right, right. See, these people who we get our scriptures from, they knew all this other stuff. The, the Genesis is almost like an overview. Genesis is like a summary. Right. I liked what you said in your book that back then it was like common knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, um, but, yeah, but like, God, like, from what I read in your book, I was really impressed. So I can't thanks, wait. Thanks. Thanks, brother. So God, God, but God intended that it go away for a while. Mm -hmm. Because this is why those who are seeking after him and want answers for the end of days, this we're going to get it. He's got it. He, he's preserved it for us to know. Don't let your pastor listener, don't let your pastor poo-poo it and you turn away from it. Don't don't listen to a man. But here I, here I am. I'm a man. I would encourage you not not to, to let your pastor or people around you poo-poo this book. I've got a link on my website. You can download it for free, uh, jesusfreecomputergeek.com. Uh, and, and also on the floodofai.com, there's a link to right there within the, the text of the page. For sure. Um, I'll provide the links in the show description too. Awesome. And, and so we need to understand that Enoch was asked by the angels. You know, the scripture says the angels shall minister to those who shall receive sal salvation. The scripture says. But in this case, the angels asked Enoch, a man, to go to the Most High and ask for salvation for their children. This is the days of the flood, right? Yeah. And they knew that they were going to all be killed because they were utterly evil, like the, like the canon of scripture tells us. All of their thoughts were continuously evil. By the way, 
They were so evil that even the earth became corrupt. It says that in the scripture. Yeah. Okay. Well, we find out in Enoch that it was way worse than what the canon of scripture says. It was it was horrible. Okay. So Enoch is asked by the angels, go and plead on our behalf. And God says, wait a minute. They're supposed to come here for you. I'm paraphrasing. He says, you, a man, are coming here for them. No. My answer is no. Their children will not have salvation. Their children... They will uh, be disembodied spirits upon the earth. They will hunger and not eat. They will thirst and not drink. Okay? Okay. So, and they will, be, they will shall be called evil spirits upon the earth. They will torment men. Now, understand, the scripture says all flesh was corrupt, right? Okay. Except for, of course, e uh, uh, Noah. Uh, his sons and their wives, right? Okay, I don't know the head count. I don't know. But I would imagine it could have been in the millions of people. It could have been. Maybe billions. I don't know. They lived long lives back then, and they had a lot of babies, okay? Yeah. Okay, so, and listen, if, in the extra biblical text of Enoch and Jasher and Jubas, you find out that they corrupted, they taught mankind how to mix animals with animals. And it says to provoke God, to tick God off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You So you know that. So, all right. When Jesus said to the disciples, it'll be like it was in the days of Noah, it says they were eating and drinking and taking in marriage. No, 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 no. Listen, when, because he just said that because they knew the rest. I, I would imagine, and I've said this often, that their eyes came out of their head. They were like, what? It's going to be like that again? Because when the, it says they were eating, they were eating the flesh of man. They were drinking the blood of man. They were raping any woman. Yeah. It, 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 the, the Bible, the you know, King James Bible particularly, the Bible makes it almost sound pretty. And so you'll hear pastors stand up and say, well, it was a day like any other day. Well, if that's the case, Jesus would have said that. It'll be like any other day. It'll be a surprise. He didn't say that. Right. He pointed to the days of Noah. So it's important to really understand. And most, very few Christians, very few pastors dive into that and get understanding. Why? Why do we need to, Dave? Because we're in those days. Anybody heard of GMO? Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. You know, Bueller, right? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so we, and listen. I feel, I was going to say, I feel like these pastors nowadays, they're, they're almost like our governments where they just treat us like kids, like, like we can't handle, like we're men, we're grown men. We can handle the bad news. Give, give it to us straight uh, so that we can. Well, okay, let me play, I don't want to say devil's advocate, but pastor's advocate. Sure. Pastors, on the other hand, hear all of the bad stuff that we don't know about in their congregation, and what they find is that men can't handle anything. And well, yeah. I'm not making an excuse yeah. for them. They the majority of, well, let the man decide. Yeah. See, see, withholding the truth is, to me, is worse. Yeah. You're protecting them from the Bible. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and so this, again, this is why I felt compelled to write this book. Um, 
if you get a copy, you, you'll see I, I jump into a, 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 an idea. Here it is. There it is. Here's some more information. Next subject. Right. Okay. Right. Because there's a lot. And, and so here we are now in those days, the days again, that where all flesh is getting corrupt. Anybody heard of transgenderism? <laughs> right. right. Okay. Um, all right. By the way, in Jude, when it says, and they went after strange flesh, it's not talking about homosexuality at all. Strange flesh was the angels who appeared as men. Mm. That's the strange flesh. Strange flesh is when men had sex with the animals that they had combined animals with animals. We had this thing called mythology. It's not mythology. It's history. Right. Those half horse, half goat men existed for real. They were corrupt. Yeah. Okay. Whole, whole nations, intelligent nations, by the way, worship these things as gods. Why would they worship them as gods? Okay. Well, I can tell you why. <laughs> okay. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They worship them as gods it's because they were the offspring of the ones that are gods. Yeah. God, this is in Deuteronomy, um, not 32. It's in uh, Psalm 82. Okay. Says that God stands in the midst of the divine council amongst the gods, it says. The word in the Hebrew is Elohim, uh, and, and the word for the gods is Elohim. There's God, ha he says, I say you are gods, right? He says, and then he goes on to say in Psalm 82, how long will you judge unjustly? Right? He says, you know, care for the for the for the fatherless child and, and the and the the elderly women, you know, the thing that God says the only true religion is, right? Caring mm -hmm. for children and, and women, widow women. So he's he's talking to these Elohim. He's saying, I say you are gods, but you shall die like any prince. Okay. There are multiple gods, little g. God means Elohim. Elohim means strong um, uh, shepherd. El, Aleph, Lamed, strong shepherd. Okay. So God put these Elohim gods, little g, over the nations. And then he said, and Israel shall be my portion. So in essence, God was saying the most high God was saying, I'm going to show you how it's done through these people. Okay? Now, this is why you'll see in my book, I say the most high, probably every time, because there are multiple gods. That's another thing. That's, it's, not, it's not mythology. God says there are multiple gods. But again, they're not the most high. All things were not made through them. They are created beings, too. Right. They're, they're so, part of the creation, not the creator. They, they are not the creator. They, as a matter of fact, if you read Jubilees, you'll find out that the angels were created the same time that the heavens were. Okay. Okay. And so, so there is no before before God spoke. There is no before. That's a fallacy. That's something that's being injected into the modern Christianity vernaculars. Hey, there must have been something before the before the waters and the, the spirit of God hovering the, over the deep. Right. Nope. Nope. Only God. So I was going to ask you, did you go into NASA 
knowing these kinds of things? No. Okay. So, okay. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to sound like a big fish story. All right. I love big fish. Okay. So remember, I've been in tech ever. I was a weird kid, like really weird. I read encyclopedias for fun. I was a, the epitome of a nerd. I just loved knowledge. I opened the, like you do with the Bible. I opened the book and went, oh, wow, that's interesting. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't grow up in a, in a spiritual family. We knew Jesus was God. That was always taught in my house, but we didn't live accordingly. Okay. I had a good American moral parents. My dad worked. My mom stayed at home. Classic American family. Okay. But no church, none of that. Okay. So along comes this thing called the internet. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was called ARPANET first. It was the MIT and the military creating this, this so-called network that with communications infrastructure that would survive a nuclear blast. It was called ARPANET. Okay. There was a few nodes on it. There was some servers for some banks, servers for the army and, and, and educational institutions, you know, uh, higher education. So I was working as a civilian for Chem D Mill, Aberdeen Proving Grounds, and I put my then resume on this thing called the internet. This new thing. I get a phone call from NASA and they took me to lunch and asked me how much money did I need to make. That was my interview for NASA. I'm not lying. That's a okay. pretty cool interview. I'm serious. I, I, I To this day, I, the whole time I was sitting there, I couldn't believe it was happening. It was like I was just along for the ride. You know, I was like, this is happening, right? And so... um they assumed that I must know what I'm doing because, I mean, I had my stuff on this thing called the internet and that nobody knows. Oh, wild. I was just doing it for fun. I thought oh, that'd be neat. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. So, and I, I tell this to people, you know, I'm a manager now for this, for state government agency. And I, when they took me to my workspace, they said, here's your computer. And it was a bunch of junk parts laid all over the place. Okay. <laughs> Now, listen, they didn't tell me any network configuration. They didn't tell me anything. There was just a bunch of garbage thrown in a pile. And they said, there's your workspace. <laughs> and I I didn't even ask a question. I just went over there, put it all together, asked somebody about network configuration because they, they, we didn't have high band you know, Ethernet everywhere. It was a different kind of network. Right. And put it on the network and then... They figured, oh, he belongs here. <laughs> That's the per perfect guy, right? Yes. And listen, well, what it led to, because of my willingness to just to do whatever. Okay, whatever. That's cool. Mm -hmm. doesn't, doesn't matter. If, first of all, I, I was in tech before there was such a thing as certifications or anything. You know? Yeah. And so, um, so we made stuff up. Well, yeah, you're a pioneer at that point, right? Yes, we were just having fun. You know, just have fun because that's yeah. what you like to do, right? It's like a bird singing. Does he try hard to sing? No, he, that's what he does. Right. So um, this guy named Mike Comberiotti, who was a thorn in everybody's side, he was this real maverick dude that never took no for an answer for anything. And he was a little bit up the food chain, but he wasn't at the top. He could okay. be, now I watched him get knocked down by somebody who was higher up, <laughs> but he, he would browbeat people until they finally caved in and would do what he's asking. He was asking for somebody to work for him on what he called special projects initiatives, 
things like going to Antarctica and putting in a polar orbiting download station, right? Uh, a, a steerable dish and a ray dome in Antarctica and going to the North Pole to to do uh, 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 magnetometer readings on the floating sheet of ice for, you know, ground truthing, stuff like that. Cool. Sounds amazing. It was cool. It was like the National Geographic stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. And And so nobody wanted to work with him. But I didn't care if he asked me to do stuff that wasn't on my job description. I, I was like, so they, they said, we need to hire somebody for Mike because he's like driving everybody nuts. Okay. <laughs> and one man, one man. Okay. And when you're at a certain level in that, in government, it's like you're a made man. They, they can't just fire you. Right. Okay. So, so I gave him this, this laundry list of stuff. And it was, it was accurate. This Mike asked for this, he needs this, he needs this OS and that OS and this obscure thing and all this. And they looked at the list and they said, well, do you want the job? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so I pack up my stuff and I'm wheeling over and Mike looks at me, he goes, what are you doing? I said, I work for you now. He said, what? I said, yeah, I just work for you. Just whatever you ask for. So my first job was two weeks in Aruba. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yes, yeah, so it was. It was like we were doing uh, 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 um, data acquisition. It was. It was for a dog and pony show for um, a science museum in San Francisco for a solar eclipse. It was dog and pony, but oh. they needed somebody who could do whatever, which I can do whatever. That's why I used to go. They would say we could hire five people or just Dave. And so, and I, I had project managers who would say that. Right. I could do whatever. Satellite communications, fix the PC. I, whatever. Well, fun. So, I, we actually had a, a solar eclipse here today, this morning. I, well, my wife and I heard about it. Yes, it was curious. You know, there's a big one coming up next year, right? I didn't know that. No. Okay. Do you remember 2017's solar eclipse? No. Okay. 2017. Oh, yes, 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 I yes. do. Because I was in Europe at the time. Okay. Yeah. We had an eclipse that started in Washington state and ended in South Carolina. Okay. Okay. So let's think about this. The whole path of totality was from Washington state to South Carolina. That means the whole United States. Right. Okay. Guess what? Next year's now, seven years later, 2024, next year's path of totality is going to start in, um, um, Baja, California, and end in May. I'm mean, May, Maine. Maine. Yeah, yeah. Maine. Oh, so wow. it's going to go, okay? So it's going to form an X over mm -hmm. a seven-year period. Do you think that has any prophetic implications? You know, it's funny. I did actually just read about that. Maybe it was actually on your website, right? I don't know. I, maybe I, I got a lot of stuff on there. So, okay. There will be. It is. It's uh, there. It's. Hit me with it. Something is going to happen in 2024 that's not going to be perceived as good for the people of the United States. You know, their intention is to make sure that we're innocuous, that we don't matter as a nation or as a people. You know that. Well, I think that's all part of the uh, globe agenda, yes, right? That we're just of of random dust yeah. that don't matter, right? Of, of course, right. So that is, you're right about that. 
that is part of 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 uh, the World Economic Forum's deal. Do you know that in their own white papers they publish, and this is in my book too, is that some of the things that are keeping them from implementing their plans is our, uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? The Civil Rights Act of 1964, Title Seven, okay. and the HIPAA Act, and all of these um, personal rights that protect the individual, they need to find a way around it. They actually publish this in their, in their writings. Right, right. Okay. And so, so you got to do away with the U.S. as a people. Forget about the dollar part. That's a, the, but as a people, you got to do away. We've got to be licking our wounds off in a corner so the rest of the world can do what they want to do. Right. Well, the whole Second Amendment thing is a huge problem too, right? Well, it, it is, except for they've got weapons that can make us basically dribbling idiots. You know, drooling idiots, you know. Right, right. I mean, it's 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 called silent weapons, right? Mm. And so, and there it is. They really do have such things. They've been... Like frequency-based weaponry? Frequency-based weaponry, which I did a, a, a piece called Project Bizarre, which is a title of a real project, okay, a real study, that they can cause people to be angry for no reason, people to actually be sexually aroused for no reason. You just hey, do, 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 what? Right. They, they can cause people to be deeply sad by beaming specific frequencies at you. Okay. Hey, by the way, they can beam fear into you. Does that sound like something that might have happened? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah exactly. They did. See, this is what. See, because now. Will your knowledge that is being done keep you from feeling it? No, but it'll. You know, the scripture says to take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ Jesus, right? Yeah. Okay. So even when I felt it, I felt I could feel it. It was like this spirit of fear. It was almost like a, a some kind of nasty animal trying to get into your psyche, and but I could pray and rebuke it. That's it's taking that thought captive, but the average person thinks that the thoughts that are in their head are always theirs. Right. Jesus said, "My sheep hear my voice; another's they will not follow." Well, wait a minute. So you mean there's voices? Yes. Yeah, I think. Well, we're like antennas, right? We can pick up all sorts of different things, and it's really important to shed light on being in the present. And, you know, praying, meditating. Um, yes. See that? What are we looking at here? This is shaping the future of the Internet of Bodies. You ever heard that? No. Okay. This is from the world. This was published a few years ago. I, I mentioned this in the book. Uh, so this was published in 2020. Okay. Okay. And uh, you heard of the book, The Great Reset? Yeah, uh, Klaus Schwab, he miraculously right. wrote yeah. that just in time for the pandemic. That's right. So let's see if it's, if it's here. So this is the actual book. Oh, come on now. So this is a World Economic Forum's Internet of Bodies. Do you think they got AI to write this for them? No, 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 not this. Oh, McGill, that's in Canada. Okay, so look, 
the Internet of Bodies. A lot of people have not heard about this. All right. So remember when they were talking about in the in the COVID vaccine, they were going to put a chip in your body. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. We 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 need to get understanding about this because they're kind of laughing at us. Well, they are anyway. But all right, there was a chip in 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 the systems used to control the distribution of them. But they don't have to put a chip in us. We are a chip. Okay, this yeah. is what. All right, let me stop sharing. I want to show you. I want to show you this, even though I know this thing's going to be. Where's the sharing at? I'm with you on that, though. Okay. We, the way our bodies work, I'm trying to find the turn off the share thing. Where is it? Oh, um, you know what? I can just show it on, on, on my book. I can show it on here. So, um, on the, on the book, right up at the first section, which is actually a free section on the, on the, on the, uh, floodofai.com website, section one in the beginning. Right. Okay. So, right, this, this is a CPU circuit you can see in the picture, okay? This is most, a lot of people have not seen a CPU. It's a little square wafer. It's got a metal top that's a heat sink. It's for, for you know, transferring off heat, right? right. But then it, the wafer is made out of silica, which is sand. And then there's gold pins on the bottom. Now, listen, in Genesis, God tells Adam, to have dominion over the birds, right? And the fish. And he says to subdue the earth. Where does sand, tin, and gold come from? From the earth. That's right. See, the same elements that make up our tech, they're rocks, they're dust. Hey, I read somewhere that man is made from the dust of the earth. Yes. Okay. We're made up of the same things that the tech is made up of. It's formatted differently because we are making it to function a certain way. But our bodies are a technology. They're amazingly made yeah. by the most high, fearfully and woefully made, right? Wonderfully made. Definitely. Okay. So we, we have elements. You know, we have iron in our blood, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, you know that we're called... Carbon-based life forms, carbon. Yes. Okay. So you know that oxygen and carbon makes up uh what's that what's the black uh powder uh the carbon the pencil lead's made from even. Um, oh yeah, no, that's carbon dust, right? It's, uh, yeah, yeah, but listen, uh it, but it's a, it has a it has a name that they use now for circuits. Um oh my lord, every time I go to speak about it, I forget it. Oh, uh, carbon, carbon nanotubes they make, um, graphite or graphite. Thank you. I don't know yeah. why there's like a mental block in my head. Okay. Thank you got an electrician with you. We're good. Yes. Okay. So graphite, graphene, graphite, same difference. Yeah. All you need is carbon and oxygen to make graphite. Well, Hey, wait a minute. We have carbon and oxygen in our bodies. Well, yeah, but our cells are told to make, um, you know, cell bodies, you know, to copy the DNA and make cellular body, you know, to make new skin cells or to make lung cells or to make, you know, muscle cells. Well, wait a minute. Well, what tells them to do that? RNA. Yeah. RNA tells your DNA what to do. It's called messenger RNA, mRNA. Anybody heard that term? 
I, right. I actually did my grade eight uh, science fair project on uh, DNA and uh, genetics. So I was actually a little bit ahead of the game. And when they started talking about COVID vaccines and mRNA technology, I was freaking out. And yes, okay, I was really grateful. I was grateful for that project. Amen. Well, look, remember that thing about always refer back to what the scriptures tell us because God's been telling us. So it'll be as it was in the days of Noah. Hey, what was that like again? All flesh was corrupt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they are now putting in code. All you need to do is change the code and make your body. Even Bill Gates said that we're going to make it so your body can make its own aspirin. He said that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Well, how is it going to do that? Because the chemicals, the elements in your body are the same thing that they make all the other stuff from. We have those elements. They don't have to put a circuit, a chip in you. They can make your body become a chip. By the way, our DNA is a, a, a dipole antenna. The way your DNA replicates, it actually communicates over a low frequency signal. It's really amazing how it works. Okay. It's, a, it's a dipole antenna. I'm an RF engineer. Okay, I so, didn't know that. Okay, that's cool. Okay, so so it's low level signal, and but nonetheless, we already we are an electrical being as well. We we give off an energy, and we receive an energy. Right? We can. Yeah, for sure. So through all those mechanisms, okay, that's they're they're gonna they're they've been injecting fear into us. But we're not taking every thought captive. And I listen, it, it well, it's going to take an effort. Yep. And then at the same time, you also have to be stupid like me and really believe that God means what he says. Sorry, Lord. I, you know what I mean? You have to be crazy enough to actually know that what he says is the truth. Right. Okay. When I say stupid, I'm, most people would say I'm stupid. Yeah, but I, I have never seen him not give wisdom when you ask him, have you? I've never. Yeah, no, when I ask for it, I, I always receive something. Yeah, but see, ask and you shall receive. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> this, this, but we, again, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you ask, but you go away, go, well, you know, it ain't happening, dude. Right. Okay. And it's the same thing with, well, if you know that the scripture says, take every thought captive, yeah, well, you know, that's sure, that's easy enough said. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Is that true or not? It's true. Right. We have to believe it adamantly. Adamantly. Yeah, yeah. We have to. Why? We can't just say it. We have to feel it we have to believe it know it yeah know it, it. Be, well by the way i will do a new thing i'll write my word in the bible and what he says no i'm gonna write my word on their hearts yeah okay yeah it needs to be in there it needs because out of your belly will flow rivers of living water okay yeah I, I, listen well, Dave, I thought you were going to talk about technology. Listen, this is this is this is all God has been telling us all along in the scriptures and by Holy Spirit. Because by the way, the, the Bible is just a book without Holy Spirit. For sure, yeah. 
Okay. It's, it's words on paper. Like, every, well, it is unique. It's, it's led a lot of men to understand who Jesus is. It's very important. But if you don't hear from Holy Spirit, it's not, it, it, you're not going to have that light shined on it where you see, you see who God is. Yeah. I, I totally relate to that because there's times where I open it and I read it and there's times where it just, it's just words, but then there's times where I get something that I've read multiple times, but I praise God, but I feel it in me. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, and there it is. That's the thing that I needed now. Like I didn't, I don't need every single page. Like you, you you get that message that you need that day in that moment from that from that piece and, and do but and listen because it says that god is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him mm-hmm. so so when i when i grab my book i got this is an old this is the oldest king james that i own <laughs> that's a nice one it's old but um the oldest one i had i gave to my son it's like 115 years old but oh, wow. but but when i read this book i actually have a safer that i like the most right now so i open this up well, that I must be seeking. Am I opening this just to get the words? And and when the sixth hour was come, there was a darkness over the whole land until the ninth. If I'm just getting it to read it to see the words, am I or am I getting it to hear from Holy Spirit? Yeah. Am I reading these words so Holy Spirit will show me what is God saying? Right. Like what you just described. The intention behind it. Right. Right. Am I going in here and opening up this book? To hear from God, right now, I got to tell you, this is gonna this is gonna tweak a lot. I tell you, I hear from Holy Spirit when I'm in the shower, like more than almost any other time. There's that's funny. I'm the same way. I yes, so my meditation is in the shower. That's like my is when I hear from Him because I'm not thinking about anything else. Right, you know, I'm not paying attention to. Well, a lot of time I've held church with Holy Spirit while I'm driving down the freeway. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, but but uh, by the way, there's a section in my book called Shem, okay. which means which means name. Uh, the modern Hebrews call Hashem the name. Okay, Shem means eating and drinking. It's Sheen and Mem, teeth and water. That's what Shem is in Hebrew. So so um, I was I had already written this book, and. The last six or eight pages I are newer. That's why it says revised edition. I was sitting in my rocking chair and Holy Spirit was literally pouring things into my spirit. I was I yelled out to my wife, I said, baby, me and Holy Spirit are holding church in here right now. And he <laughs> said, he was reminding me of stuff I knew. And then he showed me how it applied. And so that last section I write in there that, it, it, he, Holy Spirit was telling me, and, and it applies to today. It applies to the times that we're in. Okay, um, I, I, I'll just tell you. Maybe, maybe, maybe you wanted to get into the whole God, biblical cosmology thing, though. Of course, you? yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, okay. So the thing with NASA. So I get a job at NASA. I go all over the world. I'm teaching people remote sensing. Literally in other countries, I'm I'm teaching uh, data ingest systems that I actually helped to design. We brought the cost down of the you know back then, you know computer technology was new. Mm-hmm. PCs, the idea of PCs were new, right? 
Right. And so uh, people have a hard time visualizing that today, you know, when I got this, right? Right. And so, so I was, there was this running joke on our website back then is where's Dave? Like, where's Waldo? Cause I would be, there would be a picture of me on a rooftop putting a, a satellite dish at some location all like all over because mm-hmm. we created this system that they could in this is before internet broadband was pervasive. So we would ingest raw satellite data with these systems and students could create products of imagery, uh, animations of, of the earth from above and, uh, and all this weather data. It wasn't pictures. It was raw data that had information in the data and you could turn it into pictures. Ah, interesting. Like a transducer of some kind. Well, well, what you what you do is you 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 basically correlate certain types of data. Uh, albedo is reflected light. Uh, infrared, of course. There's different bands of infrared that show within cloud cover. That you know all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you could you could actually analyze uh, certain effects in in the atmosphere that were in that specific band and show air currents show air patterns right because 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 heat and cold is moving around sure i'm simplifying right yeah yeah so that's how they do it they correlate that data they colorize it then they 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 represent it this means 30 degrees this means 100 degrees you know that kind of thing. yeah sure okay so we were i was teaching that we were creating these systems we were putting them all over in high schools and i was teaching university level what what kind of uh, uh, data processing 101. Okay. And, um, so I've drank the Kool-Aid is my point. I drank the Kool-Aid. We lived, I took, I t- sat in front of a round ball picture showing mm-hmm. weather patterns coming from South America, going Northwest and then blasting across the United States. I, I taught all that. Sure. Okay. So then God calls me and my wife, the Holy Spirit tells us to leave. To leave NASA? Yes. Okay. To, to leave to leave our family, all of our family was up there, and to move south. We don't know why. We don't, right? Now I moved down here. One of the first things that happened is I was had the audacity to just, it was like Holy Spirit just turned me. I didn't even think. I turned into the parking lot, walked into the office of a newspaper, local newspaper, and said, hey, my name is David Beverly. I work for NASA and I'd like to write a technology column. And he said, now think about this. He shook my hand and said, okay, send me something. Tell me that that can happen. Right. I'm, I'm serious. Right. It's okay. I wrote a column, sent it to him. And the next thing I knew, I'm writing a newspaper column for the next 16 years. Wow. Okay. And it was about tech and about Jesus, Jesus free computer geek, right? Right, right. I thought my calling was to show churches and the brethren how to use tech in ministry. That's what I thought it was. I did not know that God was going to take me here. <laughs> no. And that's the other thing. He doesn't tell you, right? Right. I, I, I always say that the real science leads you to God. Right on, dude. But But look. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Oh, it's a light all the way down the road, high beam, so I can see it. Nope. No. It's way around the corner so I can see what's down there. Nope. No. 
in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Right? Yeah. Okay. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, these are not pretty words. These are words to live by. Okay. And that's what brought me here. I am. I'm a technological leader at NASA going all over the world. Then I leave there. The next thing I know, I'm working for a state agency. And the next thing I know, uh, this whole AI thing is happening. Now, I don't speak about this stuff a lot at work. Okay. Although they, they know what I teach because they see my signs on my door selling my book. Right. Okay. And, um, but how did you get into, um, biblical cosmology? Biblical cosmology. What happened was, is all of us were on the internet watching conspiracy stuff. Mm -hmm. The one that really woke me up was when I realized that the news didn't tell us the truth. Okay. There was a, there was a, a, a documentary called in the news. And me and my wife watched it, and it was they were demonstrating how the news just makes up stories. It, I know it sounds stupid by today's standards, but the news just makes up stories. Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, we we went through the Glenn Beck stuff, and we were watching Glenn subscribe to Glenn Beck. I mean, I probably own all of his books, probably. And he's en- uh, entertaining. I don't follow him anymore, but I don't either, and yeah. because. I would constantly, he would hit a ceiling. It was like he's holding the carrot out and then he, you never get it. Yeah. He's telling you the truth to a level. Yeah. Never, never going past. And I'm like, no, no, man, this, we're being played. Right. 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 Okay. So I'm like, I, I, God bless you, dude. But what I would say is, okay, this guy's really smart. How does he not know that he's in a cult? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, I still believed in the spinning world. We everybody like everybody else, but I had I was now going down this path. Oh, oh, and the first one was is that I I'm reminded of Abraham when he was still Abram and he asked God, this is an extra biblical text. He asked God, he asked, there must be one true God. All these gods that my father remember his father was Terah, who was an idol maker. By the way, he was an idol maker who worked for Nimrod. Oh, wow. Those were all contemporaries, okay? And see how it's, con- it's connected, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you find this out when you read the extra biblical text, folks, okay? Find out the rest of the story. I got to get so, that Enoch in my collection. Well, Enoch and Jasher and Jubilees, definitely. Okay. So, okay, so, so I was asking God one day, because remember, I work at NASA, and I'm teaching all this stuff, and I'm like, Lord, how is it that your word says nothing about there being space aliens. I mean, I don't understand in this vast universe. And Holy Spirit quietly said, they're demons. And I went, oh, now that was, that was it. That was, that's all he said. The next thing I know, I'm at my church and the pastor I was teaching, I, it was called Aliens from Space and Half-Breed Humans. That's what I called the, the thing. Now they mocked me at church. Wow. Okay. When I told them that angels had sex with women, one of the retired pastors jumped up screaming at me, angels don't have sex. Okay. I was, you know, okay, man, if you say so. Yeah. Now, again, Holy Spirit told me 
Okay, that's what it took. Right. I didn't get. I didn't go. Oh, no way. This no. You do that. A chance. Good luck hearing from Holy Spirit again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. So, well, God is long suffering. But anyway, so next thing I know, I'm listening to stuff on YouTube and you know all the crazy stuff that comes along. And listen, you know, you can hear a thing and not have to believe it. Right. You know, it says the scripture says. A fool decides a thing before having heard it. That's just, to him that decides a thing before having heard it, to him it is folly. That's what yes. the, the scripture says, Proverbs. Okay. Yeah. So I'm listening, and this guy comes along. His name is Mark Sargent. <laughs> and, it, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing stories about the flat earth, and I'm like, oh, come on. I laugh. Right, yeah, like, me too, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, really, really? The, what what are they? I literally said, "What are they going to freaking start talking about next?" So I listened to him, and his presentation was, um, you know, he nailed it. And when I was listening to him, it was every week he came out with a new part. And he didn't have the whole series yet, right? Okay, so I listened to the first one or two that were posted, and I was like, "Okay, wait a minute, this really makes sense." What he's saying. And then I thought about it. I thought I was able to examine my own experience at NASA. When I taught remote sensing and we put these systems together to, to produce imagery from raw satellite data, there was this part in the software that you had to do in math. You had to take the imagery and map it around a globe and in software. Mm. Okay, so, so picture this, pun intended maybe. So you're getting this data of a picture of the Earth from space, and it's a globe, yet you have to take the data and map it around a globe. Why would you need to do that? Yeah. Okay. Now, I didn't question that when I was there, but I'm looking back and I'm going, wait a minute. Why did we do that? Yeah. Okay. So then... This is all happening. I don't remember what year this. This is like 2014, 2015, something around then, mm-hmm. right? Remember, I went to Antarctica, right? I, okay, so I had created back then. It was high end. It's it's absurdly lacking by today's standard. Okay, so hold on one sec. So you actually have been to Antarctica? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay, so I'm I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Okay, hit me with it. Yes, it's, it's just another day in the job, okay? So <laughs> for, for real. Okay, I didn't want to go. I was ticked off. I, I, I hate the cold. Right. So, okay, but I, my boss was right, though. I got Everybody got sick in the jungle. I go to the jungle. Everybody's deathly ill. The leader almost died. You go to the cold, there's no bugs, no disease. Right. That was my boss. He's like, Dave, just go where it's cold. All right, so I'm in Antarctica, and... I created a robotic tape array for data ingest of polar orbiting spacecraft. The reason we were there was because they couldn't get the data from the farthest reaches of the South Pole. Again, this is the story. Right. I still believe in a spinning globe, okay? Right. So we can't get the data. And so the, the whole Antarctic interior is not mapped. So I, I literally built it in my office at, at NASA. I created this, I engineered, because I didn't create the tape array, but this robotic tape array, we could remote control it back at Goddard. They actually could remote control it from a university up in um, Wyoming or whatever, Wisconsin. 
So I'm down in Antarctica. I put this system in and the whole time I'm ticked off, right? And I, I just want to go home. And um, we come back. Everything works. It's getting the data. Uh, they they gave us like, it was a pet project because we were called special projects initiatives. So Mike would come up with these ideas, these whiz bang, crazy ideas. And then we would go and do it. We'd get somebody to fund it. And okay. Um, so he got literally $500,000 for us to fund this project. Oh, wow. Okay. That's nothing. That's a lot of money to play with, but for a pet project, but it's, it's kind of, you can get it because they're dealing in millions and millions. Okay. So, so we go down there, we put this thing in, okay, cut to 20. That was in, I don't know what year, 2000 something cut to 2015. I go and I look at Google earth and I look at the data, the, the imagery on Google earth for Antarctica. And I see that there's no data. There's no mapping information on the interior of Antarctica. It's just a bunch of spanning out lines. It's all, you know, mm-hmm. askew. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, understand this now. I'm not bragging. I'm telling you the truth. I personally went down there to fix that. I did. You know, I personally. You know what's funny is that I've heard of this, and you're the guy. I've heard of it, and now I get okay. to meet you. This is crazy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I forgive me because I don't look at it as such a big deal as far as like going down there because that's just what we did. That's I. I Okay, I, I'm amazed. I got sent crazy places, okay? That's what we did. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay, so uh, that was just the job. All right, so I, I call my now retired boss, Mike, and I'm like, Mike, I just was looking at Antarctica on map data. There's no data for Antarctica, and we freaking went down there to fix that 20 years ago. You know, almost 20, whatever, 15. Mm-hmm. And he says... In his Mike Camberiati way, he says, well, Dave, uh, well, they decided not to use the system and they decided to run fiber optic from McMurdo Sound to Svalbard. Do you know, have you ever seen a map of where McMurdo Sound is and where Svalbard is? I've heard of okay. them. Are, are they all? Svalbard, no, no, Svalbard is in Norway, the most northern landmass in the Arctic Circle. Okay, okay. And McMurdo Sound is the the most southern, other than South Pole, Antarctica, which doesn't exist, by the way, but that's another story. So McMurdo Sound's on the other side of the earth on the bottom, and Svalbard is at the top. And he's telling me they ran fiber optic. Oh, wow. Okay. They, they opted not to use our system. By the way, yeah, there's your map. Listen, they he's telling me on the phone. That they opted not to use our working system. Working. I I went back to Goddard and remoted to it. Right. Okay. And I'm like, well, they gave us a half a million dollars. Why wouldn't they use it? Right. Because they never intended to. That they let us do it. Okay. Again, the powers that be are much higher than us. Much higher than Goddard. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says, yeah, we send the data to Svalbard. They process the data and they sell it back to us. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's almost what I said. <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay, Mike, I'm sorry, man. That that doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, don't expect it to make sense, right? 
Because when when people are lying, and Mike's not lying, he's this is what they told him. He's not lying. He doesn't he doesn't know, right? Mm-hmm. And even though he's you know like a GS fourteen or fifteen, which is high up the proverbial government servant food chain, is he still he doesn't know, right? Yeah. So, so not intentionally de- deceiving you. No, no, this is what people don't understand is that the people who work at NASA are absolutely wonderful, beautiful people, actually, thoughtful, beautiful minds. And what NASA does is they make sure they gather them all there so they can make sure that they keep them from actually understanding anything. Mm. Kind of like our seminaries. Would you say they do the past? I'm sorry. Did you catch that? I was jabbing it. The pastors come out of the seminaries. You know, you know who Derek Prince is, a preacher. No. Okay, Derek Prince, a great old preacher. He, he's passed on now. He said from the pulpit, "Our seminaries have created the most enemies of God as anything in the world." That, or hatch. Okay, the seminaries are part of the beast system. How, how can I dare say that? Who vets the education system in the world? See, if you want to get a degree, that means you have to be on par with all the other vetted, degreed institutions, right? Yeah, it has to be approved. Uh, That's right. Okay. That see, this is what people are not understanding. This is why you don't, I can get I can get a a a, a spirit led education on my own accord. Right. But uh, if you want to go to a seminary, have at it. But you're going to get de-educated. They're going to teach you the ways of the world so you can get that degree. Mm-hmm. They're going to teach you materialistic viewpoints, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm just, it's, it's, we, we gotta, we gotta come out of mystery Babylon. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people at NASA are atheists? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, a lot are also Christians. Okay. Uh, um, just like in the world. Uh, one of the project managers always comes to mind. His name's Rick Pickering. And uh, forgive me, Rick, if you ever hear this and you think I'm calling you out. But Rick, early on, one day, he was in his office. He was a project manager for a $2 billion spacecraft. So he was high up the food chain. And he was going to quit his job. And nobody could understand why. And all he would tell me was, Dave, NASA is, should not exist it's wrong and i said i don't understand rick you know it's like why would you you're like a made man when you reach that point okay you could blow up a building you don't get fired and 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 rick's like i i can't explain it to you now but we shouldn't exist and that was the only person i ever heard say anything against and it was so out of the way you know was that just a little breadcrumb? Like, I mean, he can't say too much either, right? Or else... it was just like in 1999 or 98 when he said that. Okay, like, is so... he still alive? Oh yeah, yeah, he is. He he left. He left Goddard. Okay, but no one could understand why would this crazy man? I mean, you hear handed a spacecraft project. It's in flight. It's flight op- It's operational now. Um, when you're handed such a a thing. That's it. Your 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 career. You're done. You're going to retire with you know six digit retirement, and you know, yeah. Um, it's what you aspire to if you're a project manager, right? Right. Right. And so, um, okay. So 
all those things are now come to the forefront of my mind because I, it's been suggested that the earth is flat and enclosed. Mm -hmm. So since those days when I first heard it, now I can examine the scriptures and see plainly that we have been sticking a square peg into a round hole for, for generations. The Bible plainly states that the earth, there's a rakia over us. Now, there's waters above. By the way, the scriptures tell us, there, there are, Paul writes, he went up to the third heaven where God is. He says, I knew a man. He's talking about himself. Okay. Mm -hmm. He says, I knew a man who went up to the third heaven. All right. So we got the heaven above, which is the air above. Then we have the heaven, which is called the Rakia, which is where the stars, the sun and the moon and the stars are in the Rakia. Okay. The yeah. firmament. Yeah. Then we have another area. It's called the, the deep. The waters above that are not heaven. From God's perspective, they are the abyss. That's the deep. Mm. Get it? Yeah, I get it. The scripture yeah. says there's no such thing as space. It's called outer darkness where there is wailing and gnashing of teeth. See, that's that waters, that space between uh, Rakia and where God exists is where the demonic, is where the, the rebellious ones are. Mm. Okay? They're in darkness, right? See, we, we, we have this idea of the abyss being below us. No, outer darkness. There's no such thing as outer space, folks. No such thing. That's why every time I see a flat earth model, they mock us and they put the flat earth in space. Right. It's, it lies upon lies. It's, it's layers and layers of presumptions is how right. we, we've come to where we're at today, yeah. right? Yeah. And and so, and and listen, I, I really don't care if anybody scoffs. Good luck. Go ahead. Fire away. Yeah. You're scoffing at God. Well, the Bible doesn't say the earth is flat. Listen, throughout scripture, we're told that the earth is immovable. It sits on four pillars. There's a circle of the earth. That doesn't mean ball. Well, Job says it hangs on nothing. Yeah, it, it hangs on nothing. It doesn't hang on anything. By the way, you're reading an English translation of two or three other languages. Right. Something gets lost in the translation. For sure. Okay. For any for anybody out there that speaks multiple languages, like uh, my parents, they spoke yeah. Russian. So when I spoke Russian as a child, yeah. I thought that it was one of the most amazing languages because mm -hmm. English English is too complicated. There's just too many things. Like in Russia, in Russian, you can have one word that can encapsulate feeling, yeah. smell, yeah. everything yeah. in one right. word. And English yep. takes so much to put. Well, you know why? English is a bastardized language. Sure. English is a wreck. Okay. It's a corrupt language. This is why I'm studying. Listen, uh, and just a, as an aside, Ivrit, modern Hebrew, is not Hebrew. And even the scribes, the modern Hebrews, tell you this. Oh, well, okay. Okay. Paleo Hebrew, which you'll see in my book if you, if you, it's on my website too. I did notice that, that is, in the chapter. Yeah. Yes. It's, and I show it on a graphic, a, a graph of Genesis 1, Bereshit bara Elohim et is the middle word. And then it says Hashemayim va'et ha'aretz. That's in the English is in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay. 
So we know it's heavens, by the way, because it's Hashemayim, which means many waters. Okay. But uh, Bara means, it's almost like Tada, but it means he created, created he. Okay. okay? Bara is, is Beit Resh uh, Aleph, strength. Beit is house. Resh is head. Hey. Beit and Resh, bar. You ever heard Bar Jonah, son of Jonah? Uh, yeah, yeah, in the scripture, where is his son of Jonah, right? Yeah, yeah. But bar means son, okay? okay. But but he, it means house, head. Didn't Jesus say, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth and under the earth? Jesus is the head of the house, bar, son. The, see, Genesis 1 in the Hebrew tells you all this stuff plainly if you're looking at the original Hebrew, but you don't see that in the English. And yeah. it's not that, I'm not poo-pooing that, you know, don't read your Bible again. I, yes, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That plainly states that, and we know that's true. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the Hebrew, it, it tells you so many doctrinal truths in the Hebrew in the first line of Genesis. Okay? At the et the middle word that's not even translated into English because they say it's a meaningless word. So think about that. God had uh, um, Moses write down a meaningless word. Right, yeah. In the middle of Genesis. Right. Yeah. No, et means first and last. Have you ever heard that term? Like the Alpha the and Omega. First, that's right. No, he's, but he's not the Alpha and Omega because that's Greek. And John is a Hebrew, right? John's a Hebrew boy, right? Yeah, yeah. Alpha and Omega. Okay, here's the thing. And I write this in my book too. I challenge anyone find Alpha and Omega in the Old Testament. Right. No, I'm just. Well, you won't. Okay. No, I know. I know. I know. This is going to tweak a lot of people because I'm. you're saying he's not the Alpha and Omega. No, he's the first and the last, but he's the Aleph Tav. And when John, when he heard Aleph Tav, the first and the last, he would have remembered, hey, in Genesis 1, Bereshit, Barah, Elohim et Aleph Tav. All things were made through the Aleph Tav. Right? That's all things were made through him. There's nothing that was made that was not made through him. He was in the beginning with God and he was God. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Okay. So that that is everything one. right there. That's so yes, cute. it's everything. It's everything. So Jesus is the Aleph Tav. He is the first and the last. But in the Hebrew. And see, and and listen, modern Hebrews, even Kabbalists, they teach that God, everything was made through the Aleph Tav. They teach this, okay? They're, they're kind of prophesying, even though they're practicing dark arts, because they're they're all Kabbalists, all of them. Okay. okay. Modern Hebrew, mo Israel is not God's Israel. If, if I, I'm dare, I, I'm going to offend somebody in this. It's not. They're, they're all mystics. They're all corrupted, just like they became when they intermarried with the foreign nations in, in back in Old Testament days. Yeah. It didn't go away, right? So, again, this is in my book as well, right? So, again, if you're, you come in this midstream, the book is The Coming Flood of AI, The Rise of the Nephilim Spirits. A lot of people I talk to have never heard the term Nephilim. Nephilim means fallen, nefal means to fall. It's, it's, 
It's talking about the angels, but not just the angels, because the spirits, they are the of the fallen, the rebellious angels who rebelled against God. When he set them over the nations, he said, do this. And they decided, nope, we're going we're gonna to be worshipped. Right. And we're going to have our own offspring, which, by the way, God said in Genesis 3, your seed shall be at enmity with her seed. Wait a minute. Hasatan has seed? See, God was telling them ahead of time, yeah, I know you're going to do this. Like, none of this is a surprise to the Most High. None of, none of this. What I'm telling you is this was always planned. This is not a new thing. Like I heard a guy in a teaching I did at a church, jump up, you're teaching a new thing. This is an ancient thing. Yeah, it's right there. You just haven't looked at it. You just haven't seen it. And again, because you're, your pastors and the leaders who should be teaching you these understandings are blocking you from them. Yeah. They're protecting you from the scriptures. Well, David and Goliath, everybody just glances over the fact that Goliath was a giant. Well, where did... Right. And he had brothers. He had brothers that were giants because he grabbed other stones. You'll hear pastors preach on that. He had yep. brothers. Well, and then they bastardized the story, basically making it seem like David was really little and David and Goliath was just a big... Yes. Not a giant. No, Come on. no, no, man. He was a he was they talk about Aga Bashan. Aga Bashan was was a giant. He had an 18 foot bed. He had two rows of teeth and six fingers on his hands. Okay. They talk about this was in Canaanite. The Canaanite, why did they send the this is another thing that really tweaks me when I hear people say, Well, God was an angry God in the Old Testament. That's why he killed everyone. No, people. God is, does God change? In him, there is no turning of shadow, right? Right. God, God never changes. So wait a minute. So what's up? Because why would he have the Israelites go in and kill everyone, to kill the men, the women, the children, the animals? Why would he do that? Because they weren't human people. They were corrupt again. They were trying to pull the same garbage that they did in the days of the flood. You know what would be really cool, David, is if what's everybody- that? Like, I loved listening to my grandfather tell stories. He would always tell stories from the Bible when I was a kid. And he actually kind of got me into faith because he knew how to do, he knew how to like bring, bring me in and I didn't have to read it and not understand it. I just got to hear it through him. (laughs) And, And I really think that what we're doing right now and what you're doing is like, man, you're, it reminds me of my grandfather telling stories. And since, uh, you know, go back to the beginning of our podcast, we talk about how not so many people read, but people love stories and people love yeah. being told stories. Right. And if we could do it this way, where we bring them in with something that's very interesting, that sparks their imagination, that yes. that, that gets them to like look deeper, right? Because it's it's yes. all about sparking that interest. And in the that. Bible's boring, man, right? The Bible's boring. <laughs> boring. Oh, it's once you start like hearing these stories, it's like, wow, I want to look more. I want to know more. I'll, I'll even read the Hebrew stuff and try and learn that because that sounds like You want to know why the Bible is boring in people's minds. I had a, a, a prison inmate. I was going to teach uh, prison ministry, and I was talking to this guy. They, the inmates work some of our uh, uh, recycle centers and stuff like that. Okay. Great guy. Great guy. He does not belong in prison. God's going to do great things through him. And his name's Brian. I might be, so I've given you a plug, brother. 
Shout out to Brian. Hopefully he's going to listen to from yeah, yeah, Listen, listen, he's, he's going to, I'll get him a copy. So, so he, he said to me, David, please. He said, these men come in here and they tell us John 316 every week. He said, we know that God loved us. You know, we know that he gave his only begotten son. See, this is where the churches are camping on these things. Well, no wonder people are falling asleep. Now, listen, listen, it's an amazing thing what God did. Oh, my Lord. It's, a, it's amazing. I could tear up thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. But there's so much more to understand that's going to keep us from falling into a pit in these end of days. We're at the end of the end of days. Yeah. And, and, but that's, it's okay. Listen, you, you watch my face this whole time. I'm smiling and cutting up. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, I'll say, I'll say it like this, David, and, and a wise man once said this to me, is like, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is to plant that tree today. Amen. And if somebody, hear, if somebody hears it, what our message today and plants that tree and starts going forward, I mean, that, that's just as good as planting it 20 years ago. You might not have this huge tree, but at least... Yeah, at well, least well I just might not get to see the leaves on it. Right. I might not get to. Right. That's okay. You know, the prophets had all these... They, they dreamt of the day that Jesus was coming. They, they, that's what they hoped for. They were watching. I wrestled they didn't get back, to see it. Am I worthy to be part of this time even? Am I, am I worthy enough? We're not. We're not. <laughs> We're not. That's why we have to depend on him. Actually, God really wants us to depend on him. He wants us to know that we're weak and he's strong. When I am weak, he is strong. Yeah. And so we're not. We're not worthy. Ain't none of us worthy. We're not worthy of salvation. Yet he's going to give it to you freely. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I, I do believe that. I, I, do, I, I believe that we're on the right path. And yeah. It, it feels good, and but it's so humbling. Like, I, I really feel yes. like, why me? Like, why not a billion other people? Why me? Like, why does he love me that much that I didn't, I didn't have a horrible life, you know? He loves them too. See, I, I think he just wants you to know that you need him. I, I, I say the same thing. Okay. He loves all those people too. He loves the people that do evil. He loves them too. Mm -hmm. All they have to do is repent. Jesus's message was repent. You know? Yeah. And, and that, okay. The thief on the cross, what did he do? Nothing. He said, hey, Lord, when you come to your kingdom, remember me. That's it. Yeah. He even acknowledged that he belonged there. I deserve this. That's the other part too. This is 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 a lot of people who don't understand Christianity or Christians or how we operate or think think that we think we're all that and a and a and a, and a you know a loaf of bread or something. Yeah, you know, they they think we're all right. that, right. and or we think that we're all that, and that's. And if you really are a follower of Christ Jesus, you know better than to think that. 
Because God resists the proud and he exalts the humble. Right? Yeah. And I, and I cringe every time I hear the the whole pride thing. It I cringe yeah. at how at how misled so many people are. And I do pray for them. I I pray for them really hard that the the level of deception in this realm that we're in right now is unbelievable. So the, crazy, the more people that listen to us, the better. Because we are humble and we're just trying to help. you. I imagine you and your wife probably do this too. My wife and I, every day we have probably a, some short, at least short, if not longer conversation that we, we can't believe that we're the way we see people's minds going. Yeah. Now I, I've said this often. She's heard me say it many times. I think that no one, his wife probably sat around saying the same thing. Like, Oh my Lord, what are they thinking? Right. <laughs> and, and listen, and Noah didn't have Holy Spirit. See, we really have no excuse on this side of the cross. I am blessed to have been alive for 45 years because 20-year-old me was not as wise. Oh, no, I, I, I was partying too much. <laughs> but see, I, I run into people once in a while online at this point, uh, and they'll say, man, you when I play guitar for a living, man, you talked about God all the time. And I was like, I did? <laughs> I was too drunk to remember. I, you know, yeah. And I was drunken and drugging and, you know, partying, you know. And, and, but it, they all say, you always talked about God. I did. Yeah. You know, okay. So on that note, in Malachi 3, it says that God writes down the names of those who talk about him all the time. That's, that's powerful for sure. That's, that's very powerful. Well, yeah. I feel bad. I, I feel like we have to wrap it up. And uh, I mean, we should probably do a part two and three. And if you ever want us on your podcast, I mean, we're yeah. going to be there. And yeah. I, I just I just think that we could go forever. Um, man, it was it was right. a blessing to have you on on our show. Great, Great to be here, man. Um, well, I'm going to leave you with the, the last word and I'm going to put in everything in the show description and it's uh like i said i would love to have you back again and i mean we could talk i mean there's so much amazing stuff on your website jesusfreecomputergeek.com there's amazing articles on there and i mean i feel like we talked about a ton of stuff but there's so much more. there's yeah. so much and, more. And, and again to, oh by the way about the book if if everyone who makes a comment who's got the book and makes a comment I'm I'm giving away a laptop. It's going to have Bible study tools on it and all these videos and all the materials pertinent to the book. Uh, at some point towards the end of this year, I'm drawing the names from the people who have put comments about the book on on the Amazon page. Okay. So I this is a laptop, but it's it's a Dell. It's a nice nice laptop. Uh, I've been doing this for years, giving giving stuff away, and people give me their old hardware, and you know. Um, and I normally I give away a book copy when the first email that comes in when it's live. Mm. And I'm on a live show. Whoever's email pops in first at this point, you get the book. But I, I'm we can't do that here. But um, listen, floodofai.com, floodofai.com. You go there and you'll you'll see the immediately the link at the top. You can listen to some audio book portions of sections of the book. Lots of resources, videos from my my live uh, channel, um, 
I call it the gathering. You know, I think it was, is it Matthew or Mark? It says, uh, where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst also. Right. And, um, and so I call it the, the show, the gathering. Right. Nice. And, um, but listen, my, my last word was, would basically be, I want to close in, in a prayer. It's, it's, it's number six and 24. Holy spirit put this on my heart. I, I don't know the fullness of this yet. Cause God hasn't told me. Everyone's heard of the mark of the beast, but God has a mark. Okay. That he says that even in Re- Revelation, he says, I'm going to put my mark. He says, don't do any of this stuff until my, you've put my mark upon my people. Right. And then in, uh, I forget, it's Ezekiel, the angels show up and one has an, it says an ink, ink well. It says, God says, kill everyone in the city except for those who cry out on the streets for the abominations being done in the city. I forget, I think it's Ezekiel 9. Totally wrong, probably. But it <laughs> says, put, put my mark upon those who cry out in the streets, okay, for the abominations done. That That is what it said. God has a mark. In Numbers 6 and 24, God instructs Moses to tell Aaron, the high priest, right, mm-hmm. Aaron, mm-hmm. It, what's called the Aaronic prayer. And so it, it the, the prayers in Numbers 6 and 24, and in different versions of the Bible, it says, this is how they shall put my name upon my people. In some versions, it says, this is how they should put my mark upon my people. Okay. So in, in the English, it's, it's the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance to you and give you peace. Right. But I like to say it in the Hebrew. Okay. So okay. it goes like this: Yahweh Kaka Yahweh Veishme Raka, Yael Yahweh Penevaleka Vehurneka, Yisah Yahweh Penevaleka Veyusamleka Shalom, peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Amen. And for Alex and David, this has been an amazing episode of Permamental, and I just want everybody to remember to protect their dome, and we'll see you next time. How do we find ourselves here Within these walls and chains As a teardrop lands Who is there to blame?
Tennessee.